KYW Original Podcasts. This is a Flashpoint Encore. I'm Flashpoint host, Cherry Gregg. Hey, everybody. It is Monday, and the students at Ben Franklin High School and the students at Science Leadership Academy are back in school. So what has changed and what will change so that this never happens again? Well, as an encore, I decided to bring back my interview over the weekend with Dr. Bill Hyde, superintendent of the Philadelphia School District, where he explains how now the school district has a plan B. They didn't before, but now they do. So take a listen to this interview with Dr. William Height. Dr. Height, welcome to Flashpoint. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, it's been quite a week. It's been quite a week. Lay out the plan for me. What will happen with the students of Ben Franklin and SLA? So we have um, finalized a set of recommendations, mm-hmm. and those recommendations uh, came from the task force. And the recommendations are that on Monday, October 14th, Ben Franklin students and staff will relocate to 926 West Sedgley Avenue. This site was selected because of its close proximity to Ben Franklin and to the Broad Street line and because it has the capacity to house the entire school in mm-hmm. one place. Mm-hmm. The SLA students, Science Leadership Academy, mm-hmm. students will pursue a center city campus model where students will relocate to the School District of Philadelphia headquarters building at 440 North Broad. And we are finalizing details with Rodef Shalom at 615 North Broad Street. Mm -hmm. And so this model was selected because of the close proximity to SLA, the Broad Street line, and current internships that many of the students at SLA already have. And so those students generally travel to and from school on a daily basis, participating in internships because that's a part of that model. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they needed to remain near Center City. There have been rumors floating around that some of the folks at Rodef Salam didn't know about this. And how's that Yeah, so we we actually have been in constant communication with them, Mm -hmm. have had site visits with them as well. And even in earlier conversations with staff this morning, Mm -hmm. we're trying to finalize details and, and we're optimistic that we can get those details finalized. I mean, and it, we we didn't mean to jump the gun on communications, but it was important to let our families know where they, uh, where children will be going. And so we are optimistic that we will finalize a deal with Rodev Shalon um, and to be able to use spaces in that in that facility as well. Yeah. So you kind of explained the logic behind and just laying out the little, little plan. But the Ben Franklin kids have to travel like a, a number of like three miles or so to nor, a nor, new North Philadelphia location where sure. the SLA kids get to stay relatively close. And could you just pinpoint that logic? Yeah, there? I mean, I think that what's important here is that we had identified mm-hmm. two other sites for both yeah. of these schools. Strawberry Mansion and South Philly. And, South and there was like, no. And yeah. there was uh, a negative reaction to mm-hmm. those to, to those two sites. And so we then formulated a task force of individuals that consisted of staff members from both schools, students from both schools, parents from both schools, mm-hmm. administrators from bo- both schools, along with district staff. And then those individuals then came up with other options because, quite frankly, we had a little more time yeah. to find more options uh, to utilize. And so those options included a variety of, of 
um, of places. Mm-hmm. And so there were a lot of site visits to those places. And it was once the Ben Franklin staff mm-hmm. visited with the, uh, the site on 926 West Sedgley, they said, we want to come here. Yeah. And we want to come here because our children already take the Broad Street line. This is close to the Broad Street line. And they they were they were um, very focused on making sure that all of the children were in one place. What happened here? I rarely see you sweat, but this seemed like it was a scramble with the school district. What happened? Yeah, it was a scramble. I mean, so we have a $37 million project to improve the conditions and improve the learning conditions at Ben Franklin for the Ben Franklin students and for the Science Leadership Academy. Mm-hmm. We chose Ben Franklin because that school was half empty. Yeah, And we chose to move SLA into that building because we were paying for a space for SLA. It was a uh, uh, 18-month project. Part of that project included the abatement of asbestos, mm-hmm. about 100,000 square feet of floor tiles, and then um, all of the piping covering that was unexposed was also taken out. And then as we were coming to the final phases of the project, we had a boiler room. Yeah. Where there was asbestos, but that asbestos was behind another material. And it wasn't until that other material was damaged, then then we recognized or staff recognized that it was asbestos there. Mm-hmm. And so based on that and um, a lot of start and stops on this project once school started, I chose to not send children back to that building until construction is complete. Mm-hmm. And it's about three more. It's about three months left for construction mm-hmm. there, and I didn't want other places to be potentially damaged as a part of the completion of construction that mm-hmm. would then release asbestos fibers into the school. I would also add that we then conducted a lot of tests in that building, o- over a hundred tests, mm-hmm. um, and tested stairwells, elevator shafts, common spaces classrooms, hallways, and uh, with the exception of the boiler room, all of those tests came back below standards. Um, And so, but in an abundance of caution, did not want to put children back into that, children or staff back into that building and then have other materials damaged and then it would and then we would have to disrupt once again yeah. the students' education. Was this the first time during the 18-month construction project that asbestos was, like, released while students were in the building? We don't have evidence that it was released while children were in the building. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was in the boiler room that was contained and sealed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of the tests occurred outside of the boiler room. Just with to children, make sure. With, just to make sure. Mm-hmm. And all of those tests came back below standard. So mm-hmm. there's no evidence that uh, asbestos was released mm-hmm. uh, into the environments where children were or staff uh, were. But there are a lot of lessons we learned on yeah. this project. And we, we had another project, a renovation of Dobbins High School, mm-hmm. um, which was a $50 million project mm-hmm. that also occurred while children continued at Dobbins. We had the Mayfair School that had renovations while children attended that school. We, are currently, we currently have Solace Cohen, who is getting a new school built right in the middle of its campus, um, and children are still attending that school. So we've done these types of projects before. Um, we dramatically underestimated the the scope of this project over six floors while two different schools were trying to occupy the building. And uh, for that, 
Alfred, my apologies. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's important now to get children back to some normalcy mm-hmm. and back into these places. And then once construction is complete, we hope by the end of the calendar year, these children will be able to move back into um, their home, which is the Ben Franklin SLA campus. Yeah. You guys do this, obviously. Was there a plan B? We always were planning for it. Construction to continue while children were occupying the building mm-hmm. um, because we've done that in other places. Uh, we have swing spaces that we've now identified and we're making available because of construction or other, any other emergency, a power failure, yeah. no heat or, or other things that are outside the school's control. If those things happen, now we are identifying other places and getting those places ready so that they are ready at the moment's notice to move children to, whether it's an elementary school or another high school. So basically this incident has caused the school district to shift the way it does things. Absolutely. And and I will add, I think the the other thing that's important is that before now, we really haven't thought about the targeting resources that way. Mm -hmm. I mean, because we've been trying to be focused on addressing lead paint, uh, asbestos, mold, um, and uh, buildings that have had deferred maintenance issues for, for years. years. yeah. And so we've been trying to do that as quickly as possible to improve these conditions as quickly as possible. We have to back up and say, okay, but if we're going to do that, now we also have to make sure that if we need to move students somewhere else, we can. Yeah. Um, and so we're identifying the resources to prepare these other spaces Even if we don't have to use those spaces, they're going to be available. And we have spaces. We're identifying those areas around the city Mm -hmm. so that if it's a certain geographical area, people will already know what that emergency site or plan B site will be. Yeah. And this is because there's probably going to be other construction sites and and things a lot more as we work to uh, prepare these buildings. So, Cherry, I mean, that's an important point. So in 2013, our capital spend was $26 million. Yeah. Our capital spend now is $422 million. And so, and that, that's likely to only increase given all of the things that we have to do mm-hmm. with these facilities. Mm-hmm. And so, with that, you have to also increase, you're not just increasing the dollars and increasing the work, you also have to increase the internal capacity to do this work. And so, that's another thing that we've learned through this project that while we're rushing to try to do these things as quickly as possible, we also have to build our internal capacity to make sure these things um, go well. And then I have to switch gears a little bit because I've, I've heard from parents from both schools. And one and this is a culture issue. One of the things that I heard was parents felt like this was a have versus have nots. And and they felt like, for example, I'll give you a couple examples. They felt like neighborhood school kids get um treated differently from kids who go to magnet schools like SLA. They said, you know, students had a 9 a.m. meeting with the parents on Monday. SLA kids got to come after work. Their parents got to come after work. Um, they also said that, you know, the all the construction happened once everybody knew SLA was coming here. And the Ben Franklin kids have been complaining about this for years. W- what do you have to say to those parents who just feel like, you know, the Ben Franklin kids have been getting the shaft for years, and now that more privileged uh, parents are involved— the, everything kind of shifted and, and the district is jumping on this. Yeah, no, I mean, so the, I'll go back to this project was done 
for Ben Franklin yeah. and for that campus. I mean, and so it was identifying a comprehensive high school where we could improve the learning conditions at that comprehensive high school mm-hmm. um, that also had enough space to host another school. And that other school just happened to be SLA. With respect to the schedule, the meeting times, those times were scheduled at the direction of both principals. Okay. And so the principal of Ben Franklin actually said, we just had a back-to-school night. And the preference for my parents are morning meetings. And yeah. she, so she said that. And, and all of her staff would be around at that time. So she said, can you put our meeting first thing Monday morning? So and, parents, you hear yeah, that? So, so that, that, that was not us scheduling that meeting. Um, and I would also add that both and then the SLA school already had a home and school meeting scheduled for 530 that afternoon. We just shifted the location to the school district of Philadelphia. So that, that was the meeting schedule. I yeah. mean, and that was we – didn't, we didn't arbitrarily do that because I would, I would have thought that both meetings would need to occur after school as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was at the direction at, of both principals who said, for this reason, I need my meeting at this time. And the other principal said, for this reason, mm-hmm. you can just build on an already scheduled meeting that we were planning to have. We're just going to need a much larger space. And so – and we opened it to we opened both meetings to both school populations. So people could have chosen to go to the to later meeting one. if Absolutely. they wanted to, and, and a lot of people did. Yeah, yeah. and so th- so there is not a haves versus have not situation I, here. Yeah, no, I mean I think, however, it is. So one of the things that we're trying to do, and and I've been trying to do for the past seven years that I've been here, is to con- is to make investments in our mm-hmm. comprehensive high schools and make investments in our neighborhood schools um, because they become the defaults for children who aren't uh, selected into one of the special admission schools. Mm-hmm. And those schools need to have the programming options. That's why we've expanded things like career and technical education. We now have instrumental music in every K-8 school. It is why we have now AP testing, AP testing and SAT prep and PSAT that's available to all students regardless of where they are. So what we've been trying to do is, is increase those investments in all places so that, not, so that the magnet school parents or students aren't the only ones with access to those opportunities. Yeah. But I will also say Ben Franklin – has a completely different program as a comprehensive high school than SLA. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Ben, someone said, do the ben, all of the SLA children have computers? Uh, do the Ben Franklin children have computers? Yes. They have their um, computer. There's a computer for every student at Ben Franklin. The, the staff at Ben Franklin just chooses to use it a different way. So children don't take them home. They actually use them at school, but they all have access uh, to that technology, and that mm-hmm. will continue. It, it is a uh, a big issue about haves and have-nots, and, and and that's the issue that keeps the parents kept absolutely to me. Yeah. Absolutely, mm-hmm. I mean, and and it's an important it's an important issue and an important consideration. Mm-hmm. But I want to come back to kind of how I started in terms of we're trying to improve yeah um, the conditions at many of our schools. The $50 million renovation happened at Dobbins High School. Mm-hmm. The $37 million renovation happened at Ben Franklin High School. Those are not magnet schools or special select. Dobbins is a career and technical education school. But these are – and these and, and we have another big renovation 
that is happening at Randolph Technical Center. Um, and But these are schools that serve populations that have not been historically special mm-hmm. admissions populations. And so part of our Part of our focus has been trying to shift monies and to support schools and communities like Ben Franklin, Dobbins, Randolph, those types of places. Yeah, because one parent texted me. They said if this was central, none of this would have happened. Are you hoping that these investments will change that kind of attitude or the way that they view the, the neighborhood school, schools view themselves as undervalued within the school yeah, district? Yeah, I mean, I think, yes, uh, so we hope that this will – Central is another school that's actually under construction. Yeah. So there, there's a project going on at Central as we speak. I mean, and so that's another school that is under construction. Mm-hmm. Um, but the broader issue is that we have 214 schools. Yeah. Um, and it's about 300 buildings. Yeah. 175 of those 214 schools have some have asbestos in them in some form or fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, but left undisturbed, that doesn't present a problem. Um, but we have to make sure that we are attentive to ensuring yeah. that these environments are safe and that we are adhering to federal regulations as it results to inspections every six months that we have to do on these properties. And when people suspect that they – they have there's asbestos material in the schools. We have now mechanisms for them to report that yeah. for us to get out um, to those schools to investigate that as quickly Cause, as cause possible. Because Ben Franklin had had multiple reports of asbestos that's in right. the past, and so that's, that, right. that's no. So I want to shift gears again because people were very upset with you. Um, your contract was recently renewed. You're going to be here hopefully for a few more years, but they had called for your resignation. You said you don't have any. You know you're going to be here. Um, what's your response to that? Just to to be you, it kind of responded to those. Yeah, parents. I mean, I don't have a I don't have a different response to yeah. that. I mean, I think I, I think look, people were people rightfully so mm-hmm. are annoyed, um, are hurt. Uh, children are children were hurt because um, they they wanted to start school. They wanted to be with their friends. Yeah. That, In the beginning, that, it was exciting. I, I, absolutely, yeah, and, that, yeah, and, and yeah. that's actually where we want young people. Yeah. Um, and no one was uh, more frustrated than me on on this issue. But I wasn't going to make. I wasn't going to keep children or staff at risk, mm-hmm. um, risking mm-hmm. uh, some other exposure if, in fact, there was damage to an area that contained asbestos. So I felt like people were communicating their pain, and I felt like people were communicating their anxiety and their anger and their frustration over an issue that they didn't cause. And I'm the one responsible, so I'm not surprised by um, those calls. But I, I will say this. In the face of challenging situations, people don't submit resignations. They fix the problem. Yeah. And I plan to fix this problem. And my my contract wasn't renewed recently. It was yeah. renewed several years ago, yeah. and it, it it expires in a, in a couple of years. But I, we're going to fix this problem. And I think, uh, by and large, we've had other construction projects that have gone well. Um, and we're trying to improve the conditions. And also want to acknowledge, though, that um, I understand people's frustration and pain around this issue. And I wasn't surprised that people were going to say, hey, hold somebody responsible, and it might as well be you. Yeah. Um, and so you should submit your resignation. And it's like, that's the last thing I'm going to do. We're going to fix this problem. Yeah. And um, so 
I know a lot of seniors are preparing to apply for college. Um, there have been nerves about, you know, scholarship deadlines and stuff like that. They were very, like, upset about missing these days of school. Is there going to be folks available to help them with these tight deadlines? That oh, are yeah. There have been folks all along to help them with mm-hmm. these deadlines. As a matter of fact, we have, we're still going on with PSAT and SAT testing next week um, That for both schools. Mm-hmm. It will be in the district headquarters uh, for all the juniors at both schools um, to make sure that they don't miss that opportunity. Um, many uh, young people are still submitting their college applications. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that because I've been writing reference <laughs> letters um, lesson, for right, lots yeah. of children. Um, and and I have to say the staffs at both schools have done an extraordinary job of making themselves available uh, to assist children. And we've had drop-in center a drop-in center for both schools at the district headquarters. But uh, the staffs have done uh, a, an amazing job in a, yeah. set of, in, in a difficult set of circumstances, making sure that the young people had what they need in order to mm-hmm. um, continue with their pursuit of college. Now, uh, I know there's going to be a plan to make up for these 11 days. Is it just going to be lopped onto the end or is mixed in, taken yeah, away some I mean, and that remains days? to be seen because yeah. um, because both schools have different models, and, mm-hmm. and we haven't even gotten into inclement weather yet. So um, we have inclement weather days that are built in, and mm-hmm. we will have to see at the end of this process how we know we're going to have to make up some days. And I don't think we're going to have to make up all the days because we surpass the number of hours that are required for high school students yeah. um, by PDE. And But I know we're going to have to make up some days. And, and so we're looking early on at some professional development days mm-hmm. where children were going to be out um, and teachers will be working. And now we're going to reverse some of those so that at these two schools, children – We'll have to come on those. We are looking at what days we will need to add on and what waivers would we need, what we might need to request from the Pennsylvania Department of Education. The original project um, was costing, as you mentioned, $37 million. Uh, now I understand it's going to be an additional 300000 plus or so dollars to rent the new locations. Are there additional financial, you know, burdens on this project? And are, is the district prepared for that? Yeah, I mean, we're prepared for that in our operating budget. And we will take that monies, we'll take those monies out of our operating budget to make sure um, to, to make sure these young people are housed in, in um, safe environments until this project is complete. Uh, but we do generally have prepare for cost overruns on mm-hmm. projects like this. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll have to, we'll also have to pursue some penalties based on timelines that were not met as well. Uh, t- penalties against the, 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 the folks who are doing the yes. construction. Yes. Yeah. Cause I was wondering about that because I'm sure there had to be some discussion about timeline in Absolutely. advance and they didn't meet those timelines in some cases. No. Yeah. Is there something being put in place to make sure that this January timeline is met? Yeah, we think that um, it will actually be finished before then. We're mm-hmm. giving ourselves ample Extra. time mm-hmm. um, to do that. And it's a natural break. And so because it's a holiday break so that we're not moving staffs and students over a weekend, they will prepare for as they prepare for the holiday break to come back to a new location when they start the new year. How will the district work to rebuild the trust with parents? I mean, you have to work with parents. I mean, part of that was the formation of a t- this task force that included people from both communities. And that's another lesson learned. We can 
when we have multiple voices in the room with multiple ideas and multiple recommendations, we come up with better solution. Yeah. And we have to find a way as a district to do that on more things um, and to include the voice of those that will be impacted in decision-making and the formation of a plan. This project was so exciting because students from both schools actually designed the school. Yeah. Um, and they work with the architect to design the school. That's why I'm still very excited about the finished pro- product here because it's going to be something that is really unique um, as um, as a, a as a remodeling project for the Ben Franklin and Science Leadership Academy students. Well, I tell you one thing I'm looking forward to. I hope you all have a big ribbon cut when this thing is all done. And that this is this that you are able to accomplish all the things that were originally set out. So I want to say thank you so much to you, Dr. Hype, for coming and being on Flashpoint and talking about this very po- important issue. In the sure. Well, thank you. This has been a Flashpoint Encore. Thank you so much for listening. To hear the entire show that aired this past weekend, you can log on to kywnewsradio.com slash Flashpoint. You can also download the radio.com app, Apple Podcast app, or other platforms. All you got to do is search Flashpoint KYW. And please, please, please subscribe. You can also rate and leave comments about the show. We need your reviews to get us to the top. You can also follow us on Twitter. The handle is Flashpoint Show. I'm Flashpoint host Cherry Gregg. Thank you so much for listening.